from right here in the beautiful Flathead Valley. I'm Micah Drew, and this is the Flathead Beacon Podcast for Wednesday, November 24th. The Flathead Beacon newsroom has seen some shakeups this year. With the departure of former podcast host Andy Viano in the spring, the addition of our intern Sky Lucas for the summer and fall, and most recently, the departure of managing editor Myers Reese. We are very excited to announce that we have added another full-time staff reporter into the mix, though, as Mike Cordenbrock has joined the paper in recent weeks, coming to us after a seven-year stint at the Billings Gazette. Mike joins the podcast today to talk about his background, his transition from working at a large daily to a weekly paper, and what he's looking forward to covering at the Flathead Beacon. Before we get to that conversation, though, a reminder that this episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members of the Editors Club support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Members get some extra perks, too, so if you want to find out more or join today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. I'm joined today by my colleague, Mike Cordenbrock, the newest addition to the Flathead Beacon reporting team. Mike, thanks for joining me in our state-of-the-art podcasting studio. Thanks for having me, Mike. It is wonderful to be here today. Well, as the newest member of the team, I just wanted to chat a little bit and kind of introduce you to the community that you will be writing about. So let's start with just a little bit of background. You didn't grow up in Montana. Where are you from and how did you work your way into the world of journalism? Yes, I'm sure everybody will be paying close attention to this. Yeah, I'm originally from St. Louis. I worked my way, as you put it, into the world of Montana journalism starting in 2014. I took a part-time job at the Billings Gazette as a sports mm. clerk and actually worked the other part of my day in their customer service call center, regional customer service call center. So I talked to people about their delivery issues and their subscriptions uh, in the morning. And then at night, I would take calls from coaches and track box scores and write game briefs do a little page design. Every now and then I would get to write a feature. So that was kind of the the, the beginning for me at the Gazette. And was your interest in, in getting that job being a, being a sports writer, just getting into writing in general, or were you really dying to help people with newspaper subscriptions? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I will say that I... I'm a firm believer that everybody should work a customer service mm. job at one point in their life because it is it's quite revealing. <laughs> you learn a lot about how to treat people, how you want to be treated. That being said, um, no, my motive was it was writing. It was curiosity. You know, I am a sports fan, but I'm not the kind of person who really loses sleep over sports. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was looking for. A foot in the door. Uh, I was looking to get some clips and, you know, see where it took me. I didn't have a journalism background. And so, yeah, I was I was trying to learn. That was that was the motive. Well, you must have learned something because you did spend seven years with the Gazette. Talk to me a little bit about moving up from just a, a sports clerk all the way up to a fully fledged reporter over that time. Yeah, fully fledged reporter. I, I think that's the technical term. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, so I, I, I clerked for about a year. There was a general assignment reporter opening in the newsroom and uh, I applied. They, they 
liked what I had done so far and gave me a chance and hired me. So yeah. And then I spent the next six years as a general assignment reporter (laughs) at the Gazette. And, you know, for people who may not be familiar with the industry or the terminology, general assignment is, is kind of what it sounds like, which is you're generally assigned (laughs) whatever's happening (laughs) that a beat reporter, uh, you know, can't do, or it falls outside of their beat. Um, which there's a lot of news that kind of goes into those little cracks between Mm -hmm. the coverage plan and a newsroom. So yeah, did a lot of breaking news coverage. My sort of experience in a newsroom is that there's always at least one police scanner going. (laughs) So (laughs) a little bit of a different soundtrack here at the beacon, Mm -hmm. uh, but I like it so far. Um, so yeah, a lot of breaking news features, uh, obviously enterprise work. Yeah. I have, I have covered a wide range of, of things and I did that. Yeah. For six years until just, just <laughs> quite recently when I joined the beacon, like you said, you didn't go to school for journalism. What is it about the the field and the work that's kind of drawn you in for so long and, and captivated you? I think I like to think of myself as a thoughtful person, um, somebody who's interested in in the lives of other people, not in an exploitative way. I know that sometimes that's the reputation that journalism gets. um, But, you know, I just am curious about other people, I I think, because, you know, I want to know um, who my neighbors are, who's in my community. their struggles, their victories, um, the little things that they care about that maybe nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is just curiosity and to some degree, uh, empathy. I try and make that a priority in my reporting. So yeah, I mean that that's what got me into it is it was an opportunity to both to both write and mm-hmm. to actually sort of go out into your community talk to people learn things sort of it's kind of corny but you know it, it's a little bit of a truth seeking endeavor but as we both know <laughs> that can be very difficult sometimes <laughs> to to get to the bottom of things but yeah i think that sort of sums up why i got into this well, after covering a little bit of everything at the Gazette, you are now going to be our arts reporter as well as uh, specializing in healthcare, and then doing what the rest of us do and filling in all the cracks in between. What are you most excited to take on now that you're now that you're here at the Beacon? Yeah, and and in addition to that, you know, I'll be I'll be covering a little bit of Whitefish and mm-hmm. Columbia Falls. Yeah, I, I am excited about the beats. I'm excited about sort of the the ability that I'm that I'm going to have to make choices and and sort of uh cultivate the beat, you know, obviously we can't report on everything all the time and and I don't think we want to either at the beacon. So yeah, the sort of being encouraged to take a thoughtful selective approach to to reporting off those beats, that's exciting to me. I mean, the chance to build something up to go out and make these relationships. So, yeah. And I mean, there is a lot, there's a lot going on out here and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing some good reporting, to writing some good stories and, and hopefully, uh, you know, getting, getting readers invested, you know, on a weekly basis in, in, in what I'm working on. 
Well, we're excited to have you on board. Uh, we're very excited to have uh, another body in the newsroom and another person to bounce ideas off of and another person to handle the workload. Uh, just for fun, a little bit of inside industry baseball. The Billings Gazette is a Lee Enterprises paper. Uh, I have worked for a Lee paper. Several people in the newsroom has have. And uh, there's some recent news that they are potentially going to be bought out by Alden Capital. Uh, do you have some thoughts on what that could mean to the Gazette and its readers? I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I'll have to decide which ones I want to share. Um, I don't think it's good. I mean, I, I think and I, I think that you're going to find very few people in the industry that think it's at least, I guess, you're going to find very few people in Lee newsrooms that think that it's good. As far as, you know, some of the other offices, they might be intrigued by it. Uh, but from the standpoint of somebody who has worked as a reporter and has worked alongside reporters, editors, and photographers, yeah, I mean, it it, it seems like it could be, could be a bad sign. I mean, um, I'm well aware of you know, some of the cuts, uh, that have gone on at various Alden papers. And, uh, it's definitely concerning what effect it would have on the Billings Gazette. That's hard to say. Um, you know, uh, but I think, um, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I, I don't think that you can maintain, um, sort of the reputation of the Gazette and the quality of work that the paper, you know, is capable of producing. If you keep cutting reporters, I think mm-hmm. that that could be a serious risk. If you start shrinking the newsroom even more, it's shrunk quite a bit over my time there. Um, so yeah, I, I'll be, I'll be hoping for the best, but I think like a lot of people, I, I'm a little worried. Well, to anyone else who pays attention to the news landscape of Montana, that is something that could affect both Billings readers, uh, the Missoulian, um, as well as the Bitterroot Valley uh, readers in Butte. Um, so just something to keep uh, keep in mind as you listen to the Beacon and you read or listen to the Beacon podcast and read the Flathead Beacon is uh, we remain an independent paper, which we are thankful for every day. And we do our best to serve you, our readers, in that capacity. Uh, so if you want to become a member of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club and help support that work, uh, you can do so. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming on in your first podcast interview. You did a great job, and we're excited to see everything you do with the vegan. Well, thanks for having me, Micah. It was it was wonderful. You can see Mike's work every week in the Flathead Beacon and online at flatheadbeacon.com. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 10 p.m., Tuesday, November 23rd. The final fall prep sports season wrapped up last weekend with football finals playing out across the state. Big Fork High School, making its third program appearance in the Class B state title, traveled down to the Bitterroot Valley to take on the undefeated Florence Falcons. While the Vikings put up a good fight for the first quarter of the game, the Falcons came on hard in the second and third quarters, putting up six unanswered touchdowns and blanking Big Fork to win their first Class B title. Big Four coach Jim Ben is only in his second year with the program and anticipates this season has set a high but achievable bar for future teams. Also in the sports world, the University of Montana Grizzlies downed Montana State in the 120th annual Brawl of the Wild on Saturday, the first win for the Grizz in the cross-state rivalry since 2015. 
Around the Flathead, food banks have seen an increase in demand over the last year, especially in recent weeks as food prices have ticked up. In Whitefish, demand has gone from serving around 290 households in a week to more than 70 in a day, which can be attributed to the opening of the North Valley Food Bank's grocery store a few weeks ago. In Kalispell, the Flathead Food Bank distributed Thanksgiving meals for 500 households last week. To volunteer or donate to the food banks, visit northvalleyfoodbank.org and flatheadfoodbank.org. You can also support them by participating in the Whitefish Turkey Trot Thanksgiving morning. Up in Whitefish, the city's planning board voted 3-1 to one last week to deny a developer's request for a planned unit development that would set the stage for the construction of commercial properties and 318 residential units, 10% of which would be affordable housing at the bottom of Big Mountain Road. The vote was counter to the recommendation of city staff, who detailed their arguments for the development in a 21-page report. The lone vote in favor of the proposal was cast by council member Steve Quinnell, who questioned the city's commitment to affordable housing if all developments like this that incorporate an affordable housing plan are voted down. That's all we have for this shortened holiday week. If you haven't yet, be sure to pick up the latest edition of the Flathead Beacon on stand now, which features our inaugural holiday feast edition. If you don't have all of your dinner plans figured out for Thanksgiving, maybe you can pick up some tips and tricks in the pages of the paper. This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast was hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Micah Drew. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and have a safe and fun Thanksgiving weekend.